Ladies and gentlemen of America, I cannot tell you how honored I am to have this man on this podcast today. Um, I have been following following him since 2015. Um, you know, we had started the Honor Bowl, uh, got it, got into the whole educating students and coaches and communities about the needs of our military veterans and 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 in what heroes look like when it comes to patriotism and honor and sacrifice. And then um, this news story came up that I'm going to play uh, of uh, of uh, Joe Kennedy on um, Fox News, and I want everybody to hear this, and then we'll go right into talking to Joe. Joe, thank you so much. Here we go. A federal appeals court ruling it is unconstitutional for a high school football coach to pray on the field alone or with players after the games. Coach Joe Kennedy from Washington State lost his job back in 2015. School officials had warned him to stop praying, but he continued to take a knee and pray after games. The judges said he was acting as a public employee, not a private citizen, while he was praying. Therefore, his free speech rights were not protected. But Kennedy says he's not going down without a fight in court. We need to fight for our freedoms. We need to fight for the things that are right in society and for America. I couldn't look myself in the mirror if I just gave up because this got tough, if this was an inconvenience. I wanted to be that example for him, and it ultimately cost me everything. Every time I hear that, I get goosebumps, Joe, and we're going to go into this. We're going to talk a little bit about this, but before we get there, I want to hear a little bit more about you, Joe, and um, your history. I want to I want to learn about your Marine Corps service. Uh, I want America to know more about Joe Kennedy. So if we could start there, you know, tell us about you, your Marine Corps service, and how you became a football coach. All right. Um, well, I started out growing up in Bremerton, Washington, and, uh, you know, it's a Navy town, so, of course, I had to join the Marine Corps, and I was one of those kids that needed a lot of discipline, you know, and I needed to find out who I was, what I was made of, and what I was capable of, so I joined the Marine Corps and uh, just wanted to get out of this town. I want to serve my country, and, uh, you know, when that oath, oath of enlistment came up, you know, the support and defend the Constitution in the United States. That actually meant something to me, you know. I mean, every time I talk about it, I could just feel the hair on my head just stand up because, I mean, that's what it's all about is I was, I belong to something more than myself. So I spent 20 years in the Marine Corps. Um, I wish I could say it was all good, yeah. but, you know, you have your, your highs and lows of everything and uh, ended up making a career of it because I wanted to be, you know, a good leader for my Marines. I didn't want to be one of those ones that, uh, you know, that gave the kids hard time when they're serving, you know, I wanted my Marines to be, you know, good Marines. So I stayed in the 20 years, served in combat and uh, ended up retiring after 20. Wow. And, and how did you go from the Marine Corps into being a teacher and, and, you know, a football coach, what happened there? Well, I was never actually a teacher. I, I was out, uh, my wife worked for the, uh, for the school district and, she gave me a football shirt from Bremerton because I graduated from Bremerton High School. And uh, one of the athletic directors, he, he saw me out running one day doing my physical training, and he stopped me and said, hey, did you ever play football? I said, no. Uh, you know, I, I spent 20 years in the Marines instead. And he said, well, you know a lot about leadership and team building. I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, that's what we're looking for. Would you be interested in applying for a job at Bremerton High School? 
And from there, it just kind of took off and ended up being a, a coach for eight years for Bremerton High. Oh, my goodness gracious. So um, now you're a football coach. You're a football coach and obviously a man of faith. And uh, tell us what happens after that that led to the episode in 2015. Well, um, before I... I decided to be a coach, uh, you know, I was a brand new baby Christian, you know, coming out of the Marine Corps, I didn't have any faith. And then, uh, I found the Lord and my wife at the same time. And, um, those kind of went hand in hand. So I, after I was offered the job, I, I saw this movie called faith in the Giants, and the coach in that, he said, after every game, he's going to give his thanks to the Lord, win or lose because all the glory goes to him. And I said, that's what I'm going to do. So, I kind of ripped off the movie a little bit, but that's what I did. And I said, I was going to take a knee on the 50 after every single football game, win or lose. And that's what I did. I did that for eight years and it started out with just myself, you know, a quiet me by myself. And then some of the kids came out and it just kind of went on from there. Okay. So, you know, that I'm a football coach and, uh, and I know for many games, either pre-games or post-games, there were many times that, you know, uh, we would huddle up, we would knee down and grab hands, and even with the other team, and, uh, yeah. and say a prayer. And uh, it was always about honor, brotherhood, about sportsmanship. I mean, I've got, I've got your prayer here. Lord, I just want to lift up all these warriors that came out here to compete today. I don't care what their beliefs are. We do believe in this sport. We believe in football. We believe in a team and competition. It's all about the game in your name. Buddy, I can't tell you how many times I've said that prayer. <laughs> and, um, and to hear that of what happened with you in 2015, it just, it gave me goosebumps. I, I remember you and I connected on Facebook and I just wanted to support you. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I to this day, to this day with this podcast and going up to it, you know how we support you. You know about our work with the Marines, with the Honor Bowl and the Honor Group. And uh, to hear what happened and, and, and everything after that, I don't want to go too much into it because I know that you're still in litigation about it. But um, if there's anything you could say that um, about that and moving forward, you know, tell us where you're at. Yeah, well, you know, some things are definitely worth fighting for. And I think the Constitution, you know, as a Christian, it, it didn't really affect me all that much of, you know, I can basically pray anywhere. It was, you know, serving my country and, you know, defending the Constitution where they said that you cannot pray in public. That's where I had the rub as a Marine, not as a Christian. So that was the part that really, you know, got to me. And I said, this is worth fighting for. The, the Constitution, even though I'm not in uniform, this is worth fighting for. And I knew that it was going to cause, you know, problems for my family. It was going to cause problems for my football team and my community, all these things. But it really led up to, you know, what are you going to do that is right? And the right thing to do is stand up for your beliefs and stand up for the Constitution and, you know, what has made this, you know, country great. So, you know, you guys supporting me and, you know, everybody in, across the country, standing up for rights is the most important thing. And, you know, just a shout out from anybody that, that, that's the blessing, you know? Oh, my God. Hey, Rick, will you give him a 3-5 get some? Oh, man, 3-5. 3-5. Get some! 3-5. Get some! 3-5. Get some! 
<laughs> Joe, that deserved to get some. <laughs> Anyways, buddy, we have a great relationship with the 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines. Every time we do the Honor Bowl down in uh, San Diego, we go, we take the teams to to meet the guys and go to the memorials and 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 learn from the Marines. And so, uh, you know, this you, what you just said is just beautiful. So now um, you're working with a, a, an outfit by the name of First Liberty out of, out of Texas. And they're, um, they're a, 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 a law firm. And, and their mission statement is or, or, or on the bottom of their email line. It says, restoring religious liberty for all Americans. And today we are honored to have Lathan Watts, who's the director of legal communications for First Liberty. And, and, and Lathan, I got to tell you, buddy, it's great having you on this podcast too. And I know we only got you by mobile device, but I got to tell you, when I heard that, you know, um, you were, you know, just making sure everything was cool with Joe, I wanted to invite you to be on this show because I got to tell you, bud, I love what you're doing too. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about First Liberty, Lathan, and what you guys do. Well, thank you very much. Um, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to to be with you. And uh, as far as uh, the podcast go, I've got a coach will probably tell you I've got a face made for radio. So this is <laughs> this is just fine with me. Uh, just calling in. Uh, so First Liberty Institute is uh, uh, the largest nonprofit organization in the country that exclusively practices religious liberty litigation. So that's the only area of law that we work in. Uh, we we exclusively deal with uh, the First Amendment right of um, of, to free, freely exercise your, your faith. Mm-hmm. We defend Americans of all faiths. Uh, we can take a case anywhere in the country. We are headquartered in, in Dallas, but uh, we, uh, we have you know, a network of volunteer attorneys around the country that will volunteer uh, to work with us, and that allows us to take a case, uh, as I said, anywhere in the country. So when we heard about what was going on with Coach Kennedy, we uh, you know, immediately knew that this was uh, something that we wanted to be uh, involved with and help him if he was interested in our help. And uh, so we you know, sent some attorneys to the airport pretty quickly and got up there uh, and, and, and got engaged. And uh, so we've been fighting this uh, alongside him now uh, for uh, multiple years. And uh, we're, we're, we're continuing uh, uh, the fight and uh, we are hopeful that we have uh, now a, uh, a path to victory um, at the Supreme Court. So, can you give us a little information on that, as much as you could give, Lathan and Joe? Certainly. Um, you know, give us. Uh, you know, where are you at right now when it comes to this fight? So, what happened um, with, with the uh, with the case? Um, you know, we started there in Washington. Um, we appealed after you know a decision there at the local level. We appealed that to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against us in, mm-hmm. a, in a very um, broad and, and frankly, uh, shocking opinion. Their opinion basically said if you are um, a, a public employee like Coach Kennedy and you do anything religious and anyone can see you do it, then you are violating the Establishment Clause of the First Amendment. Now, of course, our argument was – you need to keep reading because the very next clause is the free exercise clause of the First Amendment, and that's what he was doing. He was not uh, in any way speaking on behalf of Bremerton School District. He was exercising his own, his personal right 
of free exercise of religion by, you know, a simple 15 to 30 second silent prayer at the 50 yard line mm. in no way establishes any religion as the official religion of Bremerton ISD. But that's basically what the Ninth Circuit said, that a, a neutral or reasonable observer, somebody up in the crowd would look down and see Coach Kennedy because he's wearing the Bremerton ISD jacket or shirt and he's taking a knee and somehow come to the conclusion that uh, a, a religion has been established in violation of the Constitution. So we appealed that ruling from the Ninth Circuit to the United States Supreme Court. Now, when it comes to Supreme to the Supreme Court, they get literally thousands of appeals every year, and they hear roughly one percent of them. So the odds, you know, just numerically, mm-hmm. are against you know the, the court taking your case. Yeah. Um, but we um, we check you know every week once once a, a case has been listed. Um, Every week, the Supreme Court, while they're in session, they meet once a week and they discuss a certain number of cases that have been appealed to them. And so that's the, the conference list. Mm-hmm. So once we saw Coach Kennedy's case on the conference list, we knew, well, they're at least going to talk about it. And then you wait to see after they've conferenced if that case shows up on the cert granted list or the cert denied list. So it got relisted several times, which means they talked about it multiple times. Um, when they do those conferences, it is only the nine justices in the room. So nobody else knows what is going on in there. Um, and then we saw Coach Kennedy's case show up on the cert denied list. They, they weren't going to take it. And so we were initially, you know, very disappointed. But the Supreme Court did something very, very rare in Coach's case. Um, so, like I said, they hear thousands of appeals. They they accept about 1% of them. So usually that cert denied list is just a long list of cases that they say, no, we're not taking this. But with Coach's case, they attach this little opinion with uh, the denial. Mm-hmm. And four justices signed on to it. It was, it was authored by Justice Alito. It was joined by Justice Thomas, uh, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh. Mm-hmm. So right away you have something that has – that is very unique. It's very rare that they issue any sort of statement about a case that they've denied um, to hear. The next thing that's very that's, that's important is you have four justices who signed on to this opinion. And the reason that's significant is it takes four votes to take a case at the Supreme Court. So already there's you know sort of buzz about this. And then you start reading this, this little uh, statement that they attached to it. And I'm paraphrasing it now. But basically what they said was, we're not going to take this case right now because there was a factual issue all the way at the tr- all the way down at the trial court level that we feel like wasn't really addressed uh, sufficiently and if we took it now we would likely get bogged down in a very fact specific ruling and that's not really what you, what you want the supreme court to do you want them to answer the really big questions right the first amendment questions so that enough would I mean just that alone would have been a very significant uh, opinion. Absolutely. But then they went on to say, mm. and by the way, we are very troubled by the Ninth Circuit's ruling on this case. Um, <laughs> we find it. They basically said it's, it's kind of hard for us to believe they really meant what they said. Mm. Uh, and then at the end of the opinion, they dropped in this little statement at the end where they said, and we noticed that this case was brought to us as a free speech case, mm. and clearly. Uh, the petitioner has a free exercise claim, um, but maybe you didn't bring the free exercise claim to us because there's uh, other decisions by this court um, that basically make it difficult to bring free exercise claims. 
but we have not yet been asked to review that those decisions. Now, for for people who who are kind of court watchers and you know people who read these opinions, that is as blatant as it gets. That that is Justice Alito doing everything but including an eye wink emoji in there saying, <laughs> "Hey, maybe you should ask us to review this old decision too." So. It was a remarkable little uh, little little statement that came out with this denial, and it, it's basically given us a a game plan or a roadmap to victory at the Supreme Court, inevitably, and it's one that we intend to follow. and And um, you know, we're we're optimistic that we will win not only for Coach Kennedy, but for people of all faiths in any uh, public employment all over the country. That is huge. Um, Joe, how, how does this make you feel? I mean, when you hear Lathan so eloquently talk about what you've been going through and, and what the Supreme court is, is, uh, is doing, um, how are you feeling about, uh, how are you doing my friend as a, as a, as a Marine, as a, as a, as a coach, as a man, as a family man, how are you doing? You know, I mean, the Marine in me is, you know, I'm always up for a fight. So, that part of me, I, I I can appreciate. The other part that it doesn't make any sense, it's frustrating. It's not like you watch, you know, like CSI and there's this thing that happens and you're in court the next day. This has gone on for five football seasons. And you know as a coach, five football seasons is an eternity, especially at high school. Yeah. These are kids that, you know, you get as a freshman and you have them for four years. So I, I missed five years worth of kids. You know, that part kills me i i really hate that part and what it does for my family you know the stress that it puts on my wife is is beyond anything that that anybody could comprehend i can't even imagine what she goes through so i don't like that aspect of it if it was just me i i'm always up for a fight you know us marines you know we that's what we live for but you know not at the expense of other people and if it wasn't for people like you know first liberty there's no way i mean five years of this stuff I, there, one, I could never afford this. You know how you can imagine what court costs would be. Oh. But these guys do it out of donations. They do this out of, you know, it's all pro bono. So I don't pay a dime out of my pocket for this because I would have, I would have been bankrupt in the first hour. I can't afford that kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just a, you know, retired Marine kind of guy. So, um, yeah, it's tough. But you know, I, I, I will continue the battle and fight the good fight. You know, one of the things that I, I had this conversation with a coach yesterday down in L.A., and, you know, as a coach, um, 99.8% of the people that we coach are never going to see another football field after football, after high school, right? It's, it's, it's the high school experience, and then after that, they go on to life and into college and, and, and uh, you know, work and all that other type of stuff. But what we are as coaches – us good coaches are the ones that teach them about how to be good fathers, how to be good employees at work, how to be good college students, how to be good um, uh, uh, husbands, that type of thing. Those are the good coaches out there that are out there doing that type of stuff. And, and I just feel your heart when you talk about five years gone of not being able to touch these athletes and work with them and, and, and groom them and, and, and help them grow to be better men. I know that hurts Joe. That's it. 
I get it. I get it. So, Lathan, you know, I I love what you do, buddy, and I'm so glad that you took the time to be on this. Um, how can we help you? How can America help you? Tell us what we could do to help you. Well, I thank you for asking. Uh, as Coach mentioned, um, we will never bill Coach Kennedy for, for any of these uh, legal services. And the volunteer attorneys that work with us, um, they they volunteer to work pro bono as well. So First Liberty is a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. We're supported by donors uh, around the country. And that allows us uh, to never charge the clients. Um, so if, if people want to stay informed about Coach's case um, and – and, and our other our other cases all around the country, I would encourage them to go to firstliberty.org. Uh, there's a lot of information there, not just about our cases, but information for you, uh, so you can know what your rights are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't defend your rights if you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a lawyer. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar. Like, you know, coach is a, is a coach. He's a former Marine, but he knew enough to know that something was wrong, mm-hmm. and he knew enough to know that this was worth fighting for. And so we have resources for, for people where they can learn a little bit more about what their rights are. That's also at our website. If you're, if you're a text person, you can text the word Liberty to four, seven, four, seven, four, seven. You'll get a text back with uh, some prompts to uh, get on our email list. We'll, we'll send you updates about coach's case and others. Uh, we don't spam you to death. Uh, it's, it's just an update. Uh, I think once a week on uh, what's going on in the, in the area of religious Liberty. Um, so th- th- there's a couple of ways, you know, that people can help us if they feel, you know, c- you know compelled to donate to us. Of course, uh, that, that always helps us uh, be able to take on more clients and do more litigation. And, and just like we said, with Coach's case, you know, a win for Coach, if, if this goes back to the Supreme Court, and we get this decision that we want, will not just be a vindication for him. It will protect people all over the country. Anybody that it's in, you know, if they, if they address that Ninth Circuit opinion, they're they're going to protect the rights of people of faith of all faiths and honestly and people of no faith because you still have a right to your to, to live according to your own conscience and that's what coach was trying to do and was prevented from doing so uh, certainly people can uh, can donate at our website uh, but you know at least check us out follow us you can you can get updates on coach's case and others and uh, some resources for you um, and you know, if something happens, you know, in your area or to you personally, hopefully, you know, I, I pray you never need our services. But if you do, right there at the top of the website, there's a tab to get legal help. You can fill it out. We'll get in contact with you. It's not going to cost you anything if we if we take your case. And um, this is all we do. As I said, this is the only area of law that we practice in and we specialize in it. And um, and if, if I don't say so myself, we're pretty good at it. So uh, give us a call if you need help. You know, one of the things, and thank you, Lathan, and we will put all that information on the the video of this podcast. You know, one of the things that we do with the Honorable is we do this thing called Moto Talks, and we go into the locker rooms before the games, and I am the games are always big games, right? Nobody wants to lose their game in the Honorable, and it's the first game of the season, and you know, it's a big matchup. And what we do is we usually bring in a a decorated Marine or a, a, a service member um, will bring, it doesn't matter what branch of service are. They're usually decorated and come with the, the, the uniform and all the medals on. And then we bring in a wounded uh, gentleman that um, may have lost their legs or lost an arm. And we bring in a chaplain 
And the reason why we do this is because we want to inspire the athletes before they get out on that, that field about service and commitment and brotherhood and sacrifice. And for those 15 minutes that we're in that locker room, they get a story from a decorated uh, military person and a guy that may have lost his legs that tells them about brotherhood and sacrifice. And then the last thing we do is we have them all knee up. And I don't care if they're from a public school, from a Christian school, a private school. It doesn't matter. They knee up. The coaches all get together. We grab hands. And then that chaplain says a prayer that is very much like what Coach Kennedy said at the, at the end of his game in 2015. And I can't even imagine what it would be like if someone were to say, Coach, you can't do that. I can't even imagine what that would do to our program because that's what it's about. It's about, you know, service and commitment and freedom. And people like Joe Kennedy and the 20 years of service that he gave, this is about um, our rights as as Americans and um, our liberties. And, and uh, Lathan, um, Joe, Buddy, I cannot thank you guys enough. Joe, I can't thank you enough for your heart, for your, um, your, your passion, for your courage to take on this fight and to, to lock arms with Lathan and, and Liberty. It, um, it, it truly is an honor to have you on this show, buddy. And if you have any final words you want to say before I let you go, um, go ahead and say them. But I just can't thank you enough. Well, you know, I just want to thank everybody and anybody that hears this. You know, I'm, I'm just like you, an average guy. You know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. I, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, is out there, you know, in Hollywood or anything like that. Average American high school football guy. I mean, you can't get any more ordinary than this. So, you know, anybody that reaches out and just says hi, a good wish, a prayer, anything like that, encouragement, you know, God bless all of you, and I appreciate everything you guys do. You keep doing what you're doing, brother. Hey, Joe, I would love to invite you down to the Honor Bowl this year. Let's talk more about that offline, but I think it would be amazing to have you in our locker rooms, our pregame locker rooms, and, and, and have you be a part of those Moto Talks. I think it would be extremely inspirational, and uh, we'll talk more about that. But it can't, if you can make it, I'd love to have you down, my friend. I'm in, brother. I'm all in. <laughs> Hey, Lathan, thank you, buddy. We are going to uh, definitely put your information on this video broadcast. Um, and uh, and thank you for what you do, Lathan. Keep it up, my buddy. And, uh, you know, get out thank there and, and keep it going, okay? And we'll, we're going to support you as much as I can. Uh, Joe, thank you, buddy. God bless you. We'll be in touch. Um, this is another episode of Honor Radio. And uh, we will see you next week. God bless. And have a fantastic day. Get some.